Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Jacob, every time I see our intro, I see your just your luscious beard, and I'm like, man, I miss the beard. It's it's, it's kind of there back. this morning. I was like, it's coming back. Is it's the no back. shave November starting early? Man, there's so here's much the here's the problem with that opening intro, Josh, is that through time I age appropriately. Like <laughs> you know, like like I got a few more wrinkles in the bags that we get we get on the show, and I kind of like try to spruce it up for everyone. I'm sure I like it, but you. It's not fair. You keep looking younger and you you have what's known in the industry as the Dick Clark syndrome. It's Seriously. Like younger and younger and younger. And ladies and gentlemen, look at those baby blues. His eyes are popping. I mean, what is no wrinkles, no nothing. He, he wants us to think he, he, he wakes up like this, throws on a cap, throws on a T-shirt and he's he's ready to go and he's ready to shred and oh. That's just that's, that's how it goes down. Hair, I that, literally get out of bed and do that. that I watched I watched Splash recently, and Daryl <laughs> Hannah uh, come, coming on to uh, the uh, the island there just had beautiful hair, not quite as nice as yours, Josh. But uh, I mean, tell us about why your eyes look so nice today. Okay, that's- so I'm we actually got this new GoPro. Uh, we had Dal and Justin and some of our team here last week, and we were playing with cameras and. Uh, we, we got the new GoPro Hero 9. I guess it's not new. I mean, the newer GoPro Hero 9. And we found out you can stream with this thing. So you can, some people are saying it looks a little bit grainy, but for the most part, this is an HD, it's a 4K camera. You can stream with it. And for some reason, my eyes are popping this morning. I don't know why they look so blue. I mean, I have blue eyes, but they never look this good. So don't know what the issue is. Uh, I don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all good. Is that Joe Rogan trend? No, not, not quite. <laughs> Jacob and I are getting close to that status. Joe Rogan, you better watch yourself. We're coming for you, brother, but you know, we're doing our best game. Well, morning, here's the problem with comparisons of us to Joe Rogan is that we're actually really concerned with the facts. Uh, <laughs> and we're, and we're concerned with, um, really good, uh, confrontation argument and all that, but we do not let, uh, our opinions guide us. In fact, it's the other way around. We let our facts guide our opinions. So that is uh, that that is something that's unique to us. I find a lot more with yeah. broadcasting. I mean, we had an email exchange in the early hours this morning, didn't we, about uh, uh, about who's buying media here and and where and and the way in which things are presented is accurate media when they're not actually and uh, and and it goes back to what we report, right, Josh? What what we report? And we're going into our first story. Um, was that again, one weekend comes by. I don't know what you did this weekend, but I'll tell you what I did. Well, is I watched a Fed scandal, another Fed scandal. Do you remember that one where the, the Bitcoin people tried to malign uh, Janet Yellen? Of course. And it was, it, was a, it was not a story. Here we go. Another story that will not appear in the rise and shred. So we talk a lot about how the federal government uses its zero interest rate policy as well as monetary easing, as well as all these different toolkits uh, to prop up the mortgage bond securities market, which is what funds our market. Okay, so when you fund a loan, when you fund a loan, 
and you're like, oh, that comes from Fannie. It comes from Freddie. The money does actually come from somewhere. You don't see it, but the money has to come from somewhere. Even though you're giving someone a debt, okay, it could be a $300,000 debt. That money has to be somewhere. Most of the time, in one way or another, especially today, it's the federal government writing the check. Now, yeah. you can't, now you can't go immediately cash that check. Okay, Josh, you have to do a couple of other things, but the check can't be cashed. And you could talk to Chris Whalen, who could go much, much deeper into it. But yeah. here we have another story where the Federal Reserve officials, those who determine where our policy is going, are investing in the very products that they're buying and selling at a federal level. Now, this, nice. actually, this actually, on its surface, seems like a huge scandal. Sure. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I nearly jumped on it. We're talking Saturday morning, breaking news alert from Rise and Shred and everything. But then I tapped the brakes because when you go a bit deeper into it, the conflict is not there. And even though the conflict is not there, they're still going to order an ethics review anyway. Of course. That's, that is how tidy, and that's why I'm wearing a tidy shirt this morning, by the way, because I'm representing the Federal Reserve in its very conservative approach to things and that there is no scandal here but let's order an ethics review anyway mm -hmm. and this is one thing that that the federal government never gets credit about is that the federal reserve does a really good i a really good job of taking socialist housing policies and making them look like capitalist wonders of art okay That's so right. you know everyone here is they they never want to hear that you know housing is going socialist and all that, but housing is a socialist entity. It is a community entity, okay? And what the Federal Reserve has done a very good job of is parading it as capitalism to the benefit of many, many, many loan officers so that when it gets down to the lending level, it is, in fact, a pure capitalist product. Hmm. So when you think about it, is it starts socialist, ends up capitalist, and then gets returned super capitalists into the mortgage bond market. So these socialists investing in capitalism, it becomes a whole thing that it's good ink, but when you look into it, their investments, and I got to be honest, it, it did create some revelations. I didn't know that Federal Reserve chair people were so freaking rich, but they are. They are super wealthy people. Uh, so if anything, we should be talking about how the super rich are dictating our monetary policy. That sounds super capitalist to me. So I was pretty excited to find that uh, there is actually no scandal here, um, that the mortgage lending industry, in fact, is not uh, being short sold. Uh, it's not being uh, manipulated. It's not having its interest rates. Now, I will say this, Josh, in socialist nations, we have seen their interest rate manipulated and it had mm. to be replaced. In the LIBOR market, which is in the UK market, we have seen that the interest rate is able to be manipulated by short sellers trying to trade off of rises and gains. That didn't happen in this case. None of that happened. This is just simple portfolio investments. Very, very sleepy stuff. They're still going to review it anyway. But there you have it. Your scandal that didn't happen over the weekend. Good morning. It's Monday. Let's move on. We See, we saved you, ladies and gentlemen. We saved you from a scandal you didn't even know about. But we brought you what was important. And by the way, and by the way, if you didn't see Ordinary Joe tonight, 10, 9 central, make sure you get on this. Uh, this show, of course, is not sponsored by NBC. What? <laughs> I just love the promotions that happen within within 
these uh, these paid walls. But anyway, there it is. No scandal happening. But something even a little bit more: spyware listings. Let's talk like let's talk something that people are really intrigued about. Let's talk so, about this. So I, I like new things coming out. I like uh, and you know uh, things that are are new launches. Like for example, we have new things like pumpkin spice Krispy Kreme. Shows that it's fall. It's 100 degrees in Texas, people, but we're not going to let that stop us going into fall. But, right. uh, you know, we have uh, we're, we're going to go buy some Halloween decorations later and we're going to do this. I don't care if it's a thousand degrees. Uh, but one thing I do like is uh, new things coming onto the market. And so have you ever had a Roomba? I, we've, we had a room for a very short time. We actually got it from Best Buy and it mm. didn't work. We had tons of problem with it. Like, always had an issue. We actually returned it. We ended up, my wife ended up getting some, what's that like expensive vacuum? I don't remember some, she was really excited about it, but I, we had a Roomba for a short time, but it never worked as well as she hoped it did. Did you have a Roomba with a, with an animal? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that's all I got it for is to put my kids on top of it to ride around. That's it's, it's like a little ride for them. Well, here's the problem with Roombas in the past is that uh, if you had an animal that unfortunately would, would, would do its business in the house. The, the Roomba could not recognize that as is not something to roll over and uh, carry around the house. So it, it would do the opposite of vacuuming up. It would, it would basically streak it around your house. So this is obviously <laughs> so gross. Yeah, it's gross, but it was a problem. But Roomba's fixed it, Josh. They fixed it. They've come up and how they've done it is the Roomba now has cameras around it like a Tesla. It has 360 degrees cameras around it. So it spots the poo, Josh. It spots the poo. And like the rest of us, it goes into the next room. So until someone else cleans it up. Right. Perfect. So that's good. But then lo and behold, observers have said, oh, wait, it's taking pictures of the inside of our house. Wait a second. Mm. And this is bad. This is bad because why? Because now Zillow and Redfin can buy that data. And those were the two brands that were mentioned in the commentary yep. that they can buy that data and they can beef up the listings of the inside of your house now. So we had so we had the problem with Amazon two years ago was entering our house, if you remember, because yeah. they could unlock our door. So they were going into our house and leaving packages there. And and it gets into these issues of like we can claim to have difficulties with maintaining our privacy but are these concerns valid right is it really that valid it's not uh it's, it's not saying you know you have an antiques antique table from 1920s let's break into it and put it on the road show okay and let's auction it and let's do that is there, there's none of that it's if it is in fact okay so let's say it is in fact spying on your home so that it can shadow list your property to real estate services such as Zillow and on, you know, and, and Redfin, like, is, is that really a, is that a bad thing? Like where, where, where is the complaint there? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Is this, is this something we should be really worried about? I, I here's the thing is 
I think we're going to continue so you, with the whole Amazon thing. You know, you've got the Alexa at home, and now you've got 007 Roombas going around. I just think this is just leaves the door open. And we as consumers, we're like, eh, you know what? I want a Roomba. I want simplicity. I want, we continue to get lazier and lazier as humanity. So, like, are, aren't we the only ones to blame for this, Jacob? Like, we're just like, oh, yeah, give me the Roomba. Like, it's going to just spy on me. It's it's fine. How much data is it actually selling? But when in actuality, actuality, like, it's a big deal. Like, it's kind of like, this hmm. is scary. Like, but again, we as humans, we want simplicity. We want to say, hey, Alexa, I want those pumpkin spice donuts. Make sure they're in my bag. Like, I want them here, Jacob. And Barry, by the way, Jerry Yoshida coming in with a comment. Krispy Kreme donuts? I know, right? Jerry, why can't we get those donuts from Oh, he's going to, he better not be. He better not. He's, oh, we're going to smell it. The day we can smell things like this, Jacob, is the day we made it. So I can smell those pumpkin spice donuts. It's going to happen. You know, back on topic, I think a vacuum that doesn't roll over dog poop is probably a good advance. Win. Okay. We'll take the win. Now, you, you, have a, you bring up a really interesting point, Josh, one that I don't agree with, to be totally honest, but we could, be on, we could be on two sides of it. Of course. That's fine. Uh, you, you don't like opening the door, right? You don't like opening the door and letting these tech companies in. I, I totally see it uh, in, a, in another way. I, I think that we're not interesting enough to be spied on in the first place. <laughs> I, I think that my floor plan isn't actually going to be worth Zillow Redfin buying. Um, and I think that the, the, the claims of the overstep of technology, which, which this article does, it, it brings up an interesting conversation. Sure. It's like, but I'll tell you, there's a huge caveat to that, Josh. And I think if you don't want your Roomba spying on you, it should be an opt out immediately when you fire that sucker up. You bet. That is the one thing. And that is, goes back to a huge conversation that we've been having for months and months and months with the overstep of tech with the censorship of political views, with everything. It goes into the whole conversation that opt-outs need to come in the very beginning. And if we could 100%. somehow put this technology, which is kind of, the terms and conditions have been buried so deep under so many layers and there's so many things that should be, do you want your Zumba taking pictures of your house? Yes or no? That should be, that should be the number one opening line. And that should be the opening line of mortgage loans. When you go in, do you want a remote online notarization? That should be like the, and do you want the whole process to be digital? That's the question that needs to be asked first. That's brilliant. Okay? You know, that, and that's one thing tech has not solved for us is that we expect one thing and then we still don't know what's happening through the entire course of it. And there are hundreds of vendors that have promised us this and they sell lenders on it, but they still haven't wrapped up what it means to be a consumer, what it means to be a user, and how to deal with the different opinions. And trying to make things uniformly simple, which mortgage loans have to be scrub, simple, sterilized for zero defect. As we move more and more to that digitalization, we have left out making it simpler for consumer by asking them some key questions. Can you provide all your documents digitally? That should be an opening question. You know, the, that should be, before you apply for a loan, we shouldn't be taken in DTIs. We shouldn't be taken in FICOs. We shouldn't be taken in all these different things. We should be asking the consumers, what are they willing to do Bingo. to get this digital product? Otherwise, we're just going to sell them a vacuum cleaner that's going to be uh, streaking their poop around the uh, house the whole time. So 
where are we going to go? And then, and then the pull-through rate is never going to improve for our industry. Ever. Dude, that's something that's I this is not talking about. This is a whole subject that, you, that we could definitely dive deeper on mm -hmm. sometime. It's because we are just pushing, like, no, this is what you want. This is the client experience that you should be having. We're not asking the client right, right up front. How many people would actually be like, you know what? No, I don't want a fully digital experience. Or no, I can't do that. So uh, we asked Josh, we asked the lenders that. Right. We ask the lenders that all the time. In our in our sales conversations, the vendors with the sales conversations, they're saying, This is what you need. This is what you need. This is how you do it. I've seen their sales presentation. I've seen their marketing pitches, yeah. right? And the lenders are like, yes, yes, this is what they need because it is what they need. Right. But there's still none of that crossover of tech into what is going to help the average household. Mm, interesting. And just a random comment by Trent. Facebook Oculus has cameras. Oh, actually, that's not random. That goes along with the, the Roomba. Yeah. Everything has cameras these days. Right? Everything like... And again, to Jacob's point too, I'm, I actually do agree with you to a, to a point of where, you know, I love technology. You know, I'm a big fan of technology. I mean, to the point of where, do they care what my house looks like? I don't know. But I guess, I guess the only time will tell, Jacob. We'll have to find out if, if Zillow well, and Redfield really do want it. The, the Facebook Oculus comment is actually very, very key when you think about it, Josh. I didn't know that for one. But the fact that Facebook also has cameras, you know, um, and you were just on NBC and you pointed out the ordinary Joe ad. Uh, for all I know, Josh, if, 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 if you really wanted to be rich, you'd be selling me some coffee right now. <laughs> right. Right. You, know, you would hit me up with an ad for coffee and it is possible uh, because my camera's on and it is looking at me and I've opted into this conversation, but you could be spying on me. Yeah, look at that. Now we're getting, now we're getting deep here. Ladies of course, we're not spying on anybody because we don't do ads. We are an independent organization. Um, yep. I will tell you that other publishers will follow you. They will do programmatic advertising, but we do not. We do not hear Rise and Shred. We're all about your, what would you call it? Your uh, personal independence. space. Independence, thank you. That's what yep. I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, if you want to buy something, you go and buy it. You don't wait for someone to come and sell it to you. You know, that's the way I've always felt. Daphne's on to us, Dal. Hurry, get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last story before we get too deep into the weeds. Um, Zillow, work from yes. home, nothing burger. Let's talk about this. So uh, Zillow has, again, done a very good job of talking about how they are on the cutting edge of work from home. And this has brought up a really interesting, interesting conversation because we've gone back and forth about how when everybody was working in the office, Zillow was on the cutting edge of office work, right? Do you remember you even, of course, you, you had to look up their, 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 uh, Flickr page. Yeah, their office, you, yeah. were like, you, you, you didn't even know that existed, but it was a huge community yep. of their office thing. And now that they work from home, they're a huge community of work from home. So first of all, you got to always hand it to Zillow to be able to pivot with the news cycle. This is a huge marketing win. Zillow marketing has never lost. Uh, they've always been able, and a lot of their profit is based on their marketing. Absolutely. So they've, they've done awesome. I mean, you can, you, everyone should really closely study the Zillow model in order to make themselves a more successful mortgage lender. It is just phenomenal what they can do. That said, we do a lot of criticizing, a lot of observation and all that, but they're on the cutting edge of work from home. And I have a question to ask you, Josh. Yes. They're on the cutting edge of work from home. Well, you look at like United Wholesale Mortgage that puts thousands of people in a single building, two buildings on a campus in Pontiac, Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. You have uh, 
you have Quicken Loans does thousands of people working downtown Detroit, right? Not yep. the poster child for work from home, the yep. opposite. They're the poster child of working from the office. Do we care about this, Josh? Is mortgage lending an office-based industry or is it a work from home based industry because i can't really figure out when we're trying to know what's going on but it is a point of uh marketing for for these these entities we cover so what is it josh are we are we are we work from home or are we office space you tell me you're the expert you know i would say here's the thing there's kind of two sided because you look at organizations like United Wholesale, like Rocket, like Caliber, some of these big companies that have thousands, like you said, thousands of em- employees at their headquarters. And then you actually look at the the majority of the mortgage, like actual originators, like myself, people who are actually are originating loans, who are sending these transactions, who are sending these deals to the United Wholesales, the Calibers, the whoever. I think for the majority of originators, this is a work from home business. I've always been able to like, you can do deals from anywhere. You don't have to go to an office setting. You don't have to be there. Now I'll say this too. UWM is a great example. They have thousands of employees and they were still, they were still doing pretty amazing stuff during the pandemic. They shut their offices down. They had thousands of people working from home and the process, of course it dipped a little, let's just be honest. And they Mm -hmm. would even say this themselves. It dipped a little bit, but UWM is kind of an exception. And again, this is not like, uh, applauding them. They do a great job, but they do have an environment. They have a culture there that thrives off of one another, thrives off of being there, being present in that headquarters. The one, if we're just talking originators, who I am, who heart and soul originators, this is a work from home business. You like the fact that some of some brokers or some banks, like if you're an independent banker or whatever it may be, the fact that you have to show up to an office, that's crazy. You don't need to. Like, and as a matter of fact, this world that we live in, this digital age of, of, Again, if the consumer wants it, you go back to a brilliant point, asking the consumer what they want. Do they want this digital experience? Do they want a Zoom experience? What do they want? But depending on what the client wants, depending on how they want to interact, I think this is a work from home business, straight out. I agree with you, Josh. I think that and we had a comment on last week's show about how working from home was, in fact, more productive yep. for a lot of the people. And I think that that's, what we're, that's why we do the show every morning, right, is to get people up, get them going, uh, because we are self-starters, this industry is self-motivated. Yep. Um, it's filled with people who are successful because they're willing to work hard, show up, hustle, repeat every day. That's it. That's a great man. You just like ended that perfectly. We're gonna end on that note. What a guys, what a brilliant show. And this is literally why we do this show every Monday morning and why you should subscribe to the number one and only daily diary of the mortgage industry. Subscribe below. The link is below. Dial posted and all all Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever you are. If you haven't subscribed, you're crazy because we share this and so much more. There's no ads. Jacob mentioned it. There's no ads. We're not distracting you. We're not rerouting you. Five minutes is all you need to get updated, to know the things that are truly helpful and beneficial to you within the mortgage industry, working from home, Zillow, Roombas. Now Roomba won't pick up your dog poop, ladies and gentlemen. You're set. That alone should be worth your time this morning. Man, so much more. So much Oh, good friend, Randy Byers coming in. Thank you, gentlemen. Love your stuff, Randy. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the, I mean, a ton of engagement this morning. Again, yeah. it's been awesome. Thank the last you. couple of weeks, guys. Appreciate you guys being off here. The it's been great. Yeah. It's going to be and, a ton of fun. Uh, Josh, where do I send your uh, cut of the check from Krispy Kreme? Yeah, dude, just send that. Uh, yeah, they're just texting me. Box. Yeah, I got you. We got you. We got yeah, you. We'll guys, do shout out to our friends. Sponsor Krispy Kreme. Just kidding. We're not sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Hey. 
maybe soon one day one day ladies and gentlemen with that it's an incredible show huge shout out to our good friend jacob gavney for always joining me and providing the absolute best when it comes to the facts like he said we're not just making crap up we're giving you the facts we double check and triple check most of the time with that ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you we love you now it's time for like jacob said all of you to go out and show up hustle repeat every day see ya